and we are starting.
Ward. How are you doing, buddy? Excellent, man. How are you Good doing? Good job on that. Holy shit. Spot on, fella. Spot the fuck on. That was fucking bad to the bone. Um, so that was from the live stream that you guys just did recently, was it not? Oh. Yeah. Very, very rad. Very well done. I'm very impressed. No. Very mighty indeed. Very mighty indeed, my friend. Now, let's get to the important shit. What's your most favorite meat to smoke, Gord? Hey, I only got one, so it's easy. <laughs> yeah? Bone in or bone out? Oh, you gotta get the juice. It holds the moisture in. Now, now, do you do you let your meat get to room temperature before you throw it in the smoker, or do you cool that bitch off and then you like bring it out from the fridge into the smoker? Yeah. Because that's dangerous, right? That's 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 dangerous stuff too when it comes to pork. There you go. Okay, now I saw you doing a spatchcock turkey on Easter. How did that turn out? Nice, buddy. How many how many different like smokers and barbecues do you got? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just got a message from my buddy. He said that we can't hear you, so I'm gonna flick some audio on here, and <coughs> that should fix it. <coughs> Done.
All right. Check, check, check. Is that better? Yeah. We're good now. Check. I've had this issue before, so I'm kind of figuring it out as it goes, right? Perfect. Um, so, like, do you have, like, a good old-fashioned... Do you have one of them fucking eggs? No, I don't have an egg. That's, like, if there's two... If there's two additional cookers that I'd want to get my hands on, one of those would definitely be an egg. Uh, they're sweet, but they're really expensive, and they're really a pain in the ass to move around and shit. So I'm uh, I'm waiting till I, I I'm I'm planning to to move, planning to relocate uh, in about a year, and I'm gonna wait till I'm in my you know permanent permanent home to so I can bring that thing, put it in its place, and never move it again. Hell yeah, man. Well, then you can also, like, build yourself an old-school, like, mud brick oven and be like, come on, boys, let's yeah, chug man. some beers and caveman it. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Fuck yeah. Homemade, homemade smokers are, are awesome. I, I have one that I built, and it's pound for pound probably my favorite one. It, it does awesome. And it's even more special because I built it, right? Hell yeah, of course it is. Do you do, like, uh, like charcoal do you got like a charcoal barbecue hickory hickory smoke charcoal barbecue old stuff yeah i got a couple i got a i, I got a couple of charcoal grills i love that too i i, I think a good old-fashioned weber kettle is like the best thing yeah, for your buddy. buck yeah just the th- with the tripod on the bottom and, and yeah. shit oh yeah man pop that yeah, top man. right off fucking right no when, when guys ask me like how do i get started in this shit like that's always my first suggestion because with those things, I mean, you can buy the entry level ones for like 150 bucks at Walmart. Okay. So here's a story about that. I worked at a warehouse for a farmer's an online farmer's market this summer. And uh, we got one of those to try out some of the stuff that we were getting in for like company lunches to test it out. So we could give reviews of it for the website. So we got one of the Weber grills. Now, Everything about it was great, except as soon as we put that grill in and the charcoal was burning, that grill fucking warped and twisted and fucking, oh yeah, man, it turned into fucking noodles. It was crazy. Like, really? Yeah, we could could still get some meat on there, but like there was a couple parts, like my buddy Chris from Balrogath, shout out to Balrogath, he can attest to this. He was there for it. He fucking, he was cooking on it. And it was like, yeah, man, this grill just fucking twisted right up. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never heard of that, man. I put a lot of fire in my Webers and they, uh, they hold up good, man. Maybe we just, maybe the grill got dropped while it was hot or something. And I just... the only, the only issue that I've ever had with either of my Webers, I have two of them. They, uh, the like inner coating of the lid, like the inner powder coating can, 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 wear out over time because i like like when i'm searing steaks on there i like to have a big fucking fire going right and uh, that can fuck up that can fuck up the internal coating of that lid other than that man those things are i've never once had an issue with it was so weird the grill was just it was a trip man i think chris took some pictures of it i'll have to send them to you but that grill was still awesome we had a company who specialized in turkey bring us in like coconut thai turkey sausage Oh sweet! Holy man, I'm not a coconut guy, but when it when they do it right, I'm all about it because it adds like a nice fresh spice, like almost yeah, yeah. like a clean, like a cleanliness to it. If you could do the coconut right, but if you don't do it right, then it just tastes like coconut, man. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, how are those sausages you grilled? Up? Okay, so for everybody watching, Norm has an Instagram called Sundays Are for Meat. 
Now, every Sunday, Gord posts some delicious new meaty adventure that he goes on. And uh, it's amazing. His, his uh, partner, Dana, Dana Zuck, Dana Zuck Photography, she is an amazing photographer. So you get his amazing cooking skills and her amazing photographer skills together. And Gord, I'm not going to cut you short. I imagine you take some of these pictures too. But... No, I don't. I don't. They're all her. <laughs> no. If you, if, if you go on the channel and you scroll back to like a year and a half ago, you'll see like a distinct time frame when she started so taking the pictures for me because it goes like the actual photo quality goes to shit. So I used to, but she's taken no, over and I, don't. I won't have it any other way now. So thankfully she's, she's on my team. It looks great, man. And honestly, it, I think that you should have thousands of fucking followers for that. Like I'm getting there, man, in time. <laughs> Sundays are for meat. I will get it in. Oh, I'll get, I'll see if I can get it in there. Um, I appreciate it, man. I'll put it in the comments right now. Yeah, do you got a Facebook page yet, too? No, it's just on Instagram. That's fine. Like, honestly... Instagram is way better for that kind of stuff. Yeah. On, on occasion, I'll share something to like my personal Facebook page just to kind of make my friends jealous. But so far, it's just kind of an Instagram little food blog thing, if you will. And it's, it, I love it. I enjoy it. I look forward to it, man. And the logo All you right. got for it too is so great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate okay. it. So what was this Sunday? What did you do this Sunday? You did some sausages. Tell us about your sausages. We, we did sausage. Yesterday, yesterday uh, I spent about eight or nine hours making sausage. And they look damn good, Gord. Oh, they were tasty, man. They were good. And, uh, yeah, I've only tried a couple of them so far. I mean, I made about 50 pounds of sausage, so I'm not going to pretend I, I ate all that. But, uh, yeah, we made four different types of sausage yesterday. It all equaled about 50 pounds. This morning I smoked a bunch of it, so it's all uh, it's all packed and in the freezer, and it's gonna be a good summer, man. Hell yeah, it is, buddy. It's gonna be a, a good sausage summer. Smoke sausage, smoke sausage with Gord. Yeah, you betcha, man. I hope it's fun, man. Sausage making I got into a couple years back, and it's like it's cathartic for me for some reason. It's uh, it's You're a good great at way to do, man. Oh, thank you, man. Nice and even. Like, your links look really nice and tight. Your breakfast sausages look like fucking breakfast sausages. Like, that's the idea. Thank you. Hell Thanks for noticing, buddy. <laughs> Hell impressive. The long ones. I like the long ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. No jokes, man. Be serious about these sausages, oh, okay? Sorry, sausages sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no smiling in metal. I forgot. Sausages are serious business, all right? That's right, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, this time it was sausage. I, you know, I shared kind of the work we did yesterday. Uh, but every Sunday it's something new. And I mean, a lot of it is kind of, you know, traditional barbecue type stuff. But I mean, it's anything, if it has meat in it and it's kind of interesting and it's different, then I, uh, I get Dana to take a picture and we, we post it on the, on the page. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate seeing this kind of stuff because oh, you know you. it's good to see it's good to see the the scene outside of what they outside of their musical essence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, man. And okay, so we were talking about this. 
you said you were to, we were talking about your favorite meat to smoke. What's your favorite meat to eat? What's the most troublesome to prepare? Um, of the, uh, of like the kind of traditional barbecue, I would say brisket probably takes both of those awards. Yeah. I mean, when you nail a brisket, there's, there's very few things like it. It's, it's, uh, it triggers all the serotonin and the dopamine and something about it, man. But yeah, it's a bitch. It's a bitch to do. You really got to baby it. And until you really, you know, for anybody learning barbecue, you, you know, you fuck up a lot of briskets before you start hitting them. Um, so that, I would say that that takes takes both for sure. I'm also like, in terms of what I enjoy eating, uh, they're not hard to prepare at all. But, you know, any kind of braised beef, I love like a good braised beef taco. And that's a great way to use up like cheap Cheap meat, man. I like love cheap braised beef, man. Keep yeah. on a bun, buddy. Easy, you kind of just throw it in, in there and you forget it, and four hours later you have melt-in-your-mouth meat. It's awesome. I love so it. back where back in my hometown, there's there's three little towns. There's Olds, Didsbury, and Carstairs. Now Carstairs has used to have beef and barley days every year, and they would have beef. You go there, they'd have the parade. They'd have. Uh, you know, small town, small town ridiculousness, little games in the park for the kids, like a penny arcade, stuff like that. But they would have beef on a bun stands everywhere. Beauty. Oh, man, you can't beat it. You can't beat a nice, like, claw full of shredded meat and sauce just smashed on a monster bun. Yeah, no, that's tough to beat, man, especially in that environment, right? I mean, those are some of my biggest, like I took a trip to Europe a few years back and those are some of my best memories of it, man. Like I went to some metal festivals and you'd think that like the metal would be the biggest highlight and it was, but as it's a foodie, man, the food. yeah, man, as, as a foodie, like walking around those festival grounds and just crushing meat on a stick, meat on a bun, like you could experiment with all this shit that you never get around here. It was a real highlight for me, man. It's the fucking beer and the food, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what got you, when did you get your first smoker and it made you go like, this is it. This is what I'm fucking doing. Um, I mean, I, I've always been into cooking. Like since I was a little kid, like I was always addicted to the food network and shit. So Me I kind of developed, buddy. yeah, man, like watching fucking iron chef and shit was like, I'd rather watch that than cartoons. When Do I you was remember a kid. license to grill? Yeah, dude. That was one of my boys, man. License to Grill. I watch it all the time. Yeah, man. So, like, I've always kind of been into it, into, like, food. And then, uh, and I've always had barbecues. I've always had gas grills. But actual, like, smoking, you know, I learned how to use a gas grill properly probably, like, eight or nine years ago now. Like, most people just turn it on, crank it up to high, slap your meat on. And, and cook it till it's done but there's a lot of nuance with a gas grill that you can you can do you can smoke on a gra- gas grill you can monitor lower temperatures you can do all sorts of stuff if you just learn learn the instrument um but in terms of a proper smoker probably shit six ish years ago now i got my first smoker which was a hand-me-down bradley smoker um, that, that i still have um works great but uh, yeah, that kind of begun that that passion and yeah. learning learning experience, and uh, 
kind of just grown from there. But it was a it was an electric Bradley that you see at Canadian Tire that I got started on. Fucking right. I got the first edition Traeger grill. Nice. Or Traeger smoker, the barrel smoker. Yeah. It doesn't even have an ele- or a fucking digital dial on it. It's just two a knob with three settings. So yeah, man. The only thing wrong with it though is I got to take it apart and I got to fix the feeder spindle, the feeder, the auger. The auger, yeah. It's not connected to the motor, but it all turns on. The little hot rod pin in there still heats up and everything. Perfect. So I just got to stick something in there to make it work, and then I can, I can start sending you pictures in Saint Gord. Beauty. Give me a rating, and, please. And that's honestly like, people have asked me all the time, like, hey, I wanna. I want to get into smoking meat, you know, where should I start? And like, I think it's not how I started, but now that I have some experience, like there's two schools of thought. If you want to just like push a button and get, get really good product, you know, in a, in a simple way, those pellet grills, man, are like the way to go. Cause you can get really good bar, like you can get authentic barbecue out of them, but you don't have to spend your entire day like watching a fire and learning, learning how to adjust your vents to keep airflow and get your fire burning at, at, at the right temperature. Like you, you kind of get to bypass all of that learning curve, which, which is kind of nice, right? I remember some pretty killer meals on this thing. It's my grandmother's and I got it when she passed oh, yeah. away. Oh, so okay. I'm looking forward to fixing it and throwing some burgers on there and like cooking some stuff up the way that she used to, or she used to get my uncle to when he was out of jail, <laughs> but yeah, lots of good memories with that Traeger smoker. Um, Beauty, man. she's an old beast for sure. <laughs> Just like my grandma was <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, they're great, man. Fix it up. Get her going. Hell yeah, buddy. And then I'll send you some pictures and then you can give me ratings and then I'll throw that down on the podcast. <laughs> Beauty. Meat night with Gord. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you know what? Now that we've given these people enough meat talk, let's get into the metal talk, Gord. Sure. What bands are you in, bud? Tides of Karen, Immunize, and Tessitura. Ooh, those are some fucking slayer fucking names and bands, man. Immunize is this those you straight jacket sons of bitches, man. Yeah, that's us, man. What's your friend man's name again? Calvin Campbell. So Calvin. So Calvin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I I was a crazy front man myself. I remember. <laughs> um, when I was when I saw Calvin, and I saw Immunize, I was like, we gotta play a fucking show with these guys. We gotta. But it never lined up, and then. No. The tumultuous nature of our of our band of WCWT kind of tore us apart, and it was for the better. But like, hats off to that guy. He's keeping those. He's keeping the intensity alive for craziness for vocalists. Like Graham oh, yeah. Graham from Hammer Drone is another one. Yeah, man. Yeah. Mad respect to his craziness. Shane Hocko. Yeah. He gets fierce when he's doing his grindcore madness, man. Yeah, man. No, you're you're absolutely right, man. You're hitting the nail on the head, and we're uh, we're fortunate to have have Calvin, and it's it's hilarious. And I like I know uh, Shane is like this too, and actually, so is so is Graham. From the handful of times I've met him, like sweetest guys, you would never guess that they're these complete and total wild animals on stage. Fucking wackos but, and straitjackets, man. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and in Calvin's case, literally a wacko in a straight jacket. So good. I gotta meet. I gotta meet him, and uh, I gotta meet him and do a fucking interview with uh, Immunize. I would like to do interviews with all of your bands, Gord. Well, hey, we're uh, we're open and ready and willing. Immunize actually has a uh, a record coming up in the near future. We don't really know details yet, but we have a record in the can, so we'll be we'll be ready. As soon as you're ready to talk about it and let these people know, let me know and we will do it together. Let's do it, man. Uh, with all your bands, man. Like, okay, so what I thought was really cool, um, No Hope for the Lost, a band from Medicine Hat, they jumped on the cast. Shout out. Shout out to my friends uh, Nathaniel and Ray, the other Nate. The other Nate. Nate. The other Nate. Yeah. Call him Nate B. <laughs> yeah. Nate, Nate B. Nate 2. Nate... Yeah. Nate point five. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's okay. He's pretty rad. He does a lot more than I do, but I'm Nate Nate the real Nate, so <laughs> No, no, all jokes aside, he's a madman and shout out to those those two. But uh they came on the cast the night before their album dropped. It actually dropped while we were podcasting. Oh sick. So I'm doing that again. I might be doing it again with another band called Mace. Oh cool. So let me know, and like we'll, we'll, we will do a, a pre-party podcast for the releases of these releases, bro. I like it, man. I like it. Right? Not bad. Yeah. So, so we're going to jump into the chat here. And uh, Trin, Trin Defoe, shout out to Trin, shout out to Misery Tomb, Solar Coven. Yeah, what's up, Trin? I know Trin. So uh, she says, don't brag about your 50 pounds of sausage, Gord. Fair enough. <laughs> All jokes aside, it sounds delicious, though. Greg Smith jumped in. Greg Smith says double kicks and brisket. <laughs> there you go, man. Brisket and blast beats. Briskets and blast beats. Drum beats and smoked meats. I like mm, it. Delicious. I love it. This is already turning out to be a fun cast, man. So we're, moving, we're moving forward with the metal. We're moving forward with the metal. Now... They're all, explain to us the differences in these bands, because they're all metal bands, but they're yep. not by any means the same metal bands at all. No, man, they're not. Um, and I mean, some of them are easier to describe than others, like Tides of Karen, pretty straight down the lane, melodic death metal. Um, you know, there's not really a whole lot of subcategorization in there. We're a melodic death metal band. Um, the other two are a little bit, more difficult to, to define. Tessitura has kind of uh, gained, really kind of sunk our teeth into like the thrash, death thrash, if you will. Thrash Shout out to Stephen Senya. Thrash. Yeah, man, Stephen Senya, he's Stephen, our, he's Stephen. our guy. I apologize. Yeah, Stephen, um, yeah. He, I watch his, I follow his posts too, like his death metal oh, yeah. and like death metal and martial arts and oh man. Yeah, man. He's a very he's another one that he's another one that has that passion project on the side. His martial arts, he takes that shit super 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 seriously. Maybe I need to reach out to Mr. Stefan and have him on the cast to talk about martial arts. Yeah, man, I'm sure he'd be all over that. That's yeah. what it's all about. Stefan, if you're watching, I don't I, probably not, but I imagine you'll watch eventually. Cheers, buddy. Your family looks amazing. I love your posts. Um you're an amazing martial artist, and hopefully, hopefully, we can get you on the cast, buddy. I'm more than willing to have you. But yes, I will put the word out. Sorry to interrupt you like that. I just had no, to. That's I, I get really stoked about these bands, man. That's why I do this. 
Well, we appreciate it, man. But no, yeah, that's what Tessitura, it's, it's death thrash is what we call it. But uh, hey, listen for yourself. <laughs> you know um, and then, Good call. That? Yeah. And then Immunize is kind of, I mean, again, it's in the melodic death metal kind of school of thought, but it's like super groovy stuff. It's like a Pantera played, played death metal kind of uh lama gaudy type type feeling yeah, stuff the, that's why i say it was right down the alley world glass white trash yeah because like we were doing the same same kind of stuff man like that kind those were the shows that i miss not being able to do but i look back on it and i think you know i wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as i enjoy thinking about it now and you know the yeah. future who knows what the future holds right that's it man that's but, it Right now, my place is right here, talking to you and talking to other amazing artists about what they love to do. Um, now, how does it feel drumming in a straight jacket? I would imagine it's very restrictive. Well, well, fortunately for me, Calvin's the only one that wears the straight jacket. We all wear scrubs because we're supposed to be the we're supposed to be the uh, Calvin's, asylum Calvin's assistant nurses, right? Yeah, we're the ones that keep him under under control, right? So I just have to drum and white scrubs which is like it's not that bad i i, I hack the sleeves off mine give myself a little more mobility well, um, are fairly light and actually drummers might feel my pain here but like the the like the ankles of the scrubs are a little baggier than um than you know a modern pair of pants would be so my beaters get, get caught get in pants. so i actually have to like hockey tape my, my ankles yeah. when I play with immunized. So if people think that, yeah, I'm not a dork, like stuck in my, you know, sticking my pant legs into my no. socks, there's no. actually a functional reason for it. <laughs> okay, remember old Halloween costumes, like scarecrow costumes, where they would like cut the weird, like, fins into the sleeves? Yeah. Maybe you just need to shred up the pant legs higher than your beaters so that if they ca they won't catch. But even then, you Maybe. know what? Just ignore what I just said. I'm just trying to spruce oh, no. up your costume. If I if I could just cut off the the pant legs, make, that would make that would scrub be right. shorts, bro. Maybe, yeah, extra short. Yeah, fucking ooh, now you're getting spicy. Now you're getting naughty yeah, nurse territory. That's right. That's right. Extra <laughs> spicy gourds. Gourds gonna be making some extra sausage. If you know what I mean. Yeah, oh, fifty pounds of it. Roll them. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to make you pick your favorite band, but which is your favorite band? Not to play in, obviously, because that would be a dickhead <laughs> thing to fucking ask. Um, nah, your, man. I don't know. It's impossible. Like, they're all so special. What's like, your favorite band to listen to, though? Like, like your favorite, your most influential band. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to make you pick between your three bands. That's an asshole yeah. thing to do. Like, that would just be <laughs> stupid. It's bait. Um, what's your favorite band to listen to? What was your biggest influence in getting into metal? All my well, all my all my close friends know my favorite band of all time. The the my ride or die band is is Kiss. I think Kiss is the greatest band of all time. They're the reason I play music. They're the reason I have interest in this shit at all. And I know they're not a metal band, obviously, but to this day, man, I still probably listen to Kiss more than any other band. Um, so yeah, they're my they're my ride or die in terms of metal. It started kind of there with the classic hard rock stuff. 
Alice Cooper and all that kiss, Alice Cooper, Ted Nugent, stuff like that, slowly bleeding into heavier classic stuff like Priest and Maiden and Sabbath. Um, and then when I first heard uh, Enter Sandman, that kind of blew the doors wide open into like proper heavy stuff. And although as I sit here now, if I hear Enter Sandman come on the radio, I switch stations. I've heard it way too many times. I don't want to hear it again. But man, Ooh, yeah, Metallica and that song like blew the doors open for me and so many other people I know. And that, so that was really what started the the real heavy shit for me. Respect, man. Kiss is deadly. Like, regardless of people's personal feelings towards Gene Simmons and, and how much of a dickhead he is, like respect some of those riffs are fucking mean and honestly gene simmons set out the framework on how any band can become a money-making band man that's the thing i mean like love them love them or hate them and not just gene but the whole band i mean love them or hate them you 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 can't not acknowledge no, you what they not. did for music. they they were to the night they were to the 70s what the beatles were to the 60s and to what elvis was for the 50s like they totally changed changed the game of, of how it of, of how you you play in a band and, and how totally. you how you be a professional artist you know totally totally they got sent like Strutter is still one of the most ripping riffs out there cold yeah, gin man. like um and they man. really like really uh, you know they they became a bit of a not they started as a trendsetter. And they slowly, as time went on, they were kind of playing catch up to to the trends. But I mean, there's bits and pieces of their respective career that were just outstanding. I mean, a lot of the stuff, you know, after 1979 kind of gets a little bit lost in the in the weeds. But I mean, man, there's some really great records they put out in the 80s that they just kind of had a shitty reputation uh, so they never really they got overlooked, but I mean, there's some real cream in those uh, in those records too. So they're all I, know, I could players. talk this all day, so don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Hell yeah, hey man, that's what the podcast is all about. It's not just a it's not just a question and answer interview, man. Like this is we went from smoked meats, now we're into drum beats, man. Like this is it, gotcha. right? So yeah. obviously, Kiss, like the Kiss Army, man. They they. They were one, like you said, Beatles for the 70s in America. Yeah. And they had the same kind of following, the same kind of insane fans, the same kind of outrage from the churches and the government. All the real good stuff that rock and roll is all about, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Outrage. Yeah. Uh, insanity. Making people think that they're going crazy when all it is is they just don't like your music. And it's yeah. sitting back and having a fucking laugh about it, too. You know? Oh, yeah. No, that's it, man. That's Hell, it. Yeah. Um, so what about your more modern stuff? Well, once I got into, like I said, when I got into Metallica, they kind of became my favorite band of that time of my life. And that opened the door to Megadeth and Slayer and kind of like the classic thrash and all that. And then uh, when I discovered, around the same time, I discovered Lamb of God and Bodom. And those were the two bands, again, that was another, you know, there's probably four or five, like, doors kicked open moments in my life musically. And uh, that was the one, that was the next one, was Lamb of God and Bodom. Because 
before discovering them, I didn't, uh, I couldn't get into any of like what you would call death metal. Like I had read about death metal in the magazines and I saw it on like the underground documentaries and shit. And it was all like super brutal death metal, like your cannibal corpse, the aside, those type of bands. Right. And to this day still, that's not really my bag. It's a little too, too like raw for me. You know, there's not enough, uh, getting stuck in my head for that type of music. But then when I heard Bodum and Lamb of God, okay, it's like that was kind of what was palatable for a guy like me who wasn't really, I hadn't acquired the taste for like death metal vocals yet, but these two bands were like super melodic, super groovy. Like they had all the elements that I was looking for. And that allowed me, that was like a good segue into acquiring that taste for for harsh vocals, right? Which is which is an important step in any any metalhead's journey, you know. Definitely, I remember when I first heard Children of Bodom too. It was around the time of Hatebreeder, and uh, yeah, I was I was listening to like my first metal bands were Slipknot, System of a Down, Disturbed, like uh, that kind of Rage Against the Machine was another big one I was listening to all the time. But I also listen to stuff like Incubus and uh, like Primus, and I'll, when I heard when I first heard like the really guitar riffy extreme stuff, Children of Bodom was definitely up up at the top of that list. And Absolutely. When I heard that, the friends I was with when I heard that was like, we started getting into the contest of the usual. You got the group of friends where you look for the most brutal shit. Yeah. And that's where you get like I started looking to, into the tech death realms and I found like brain drill and shit like that. Yeah. Like yeah. like finger gymnastics shit. Now you got yeah. Archspire doing that stuff in a whole in a whole nother way, man. Yeah. yeah. But I totally understand what you're saying. Like the the evolution is just these days, yeah. man. I still these days I get classic still though. Yeah. Well, so do I. Like I said, man, still to this day, Kiss is what I primarily listen to, right? But I mean, again, it's... There you go, man. Like, it's it's just... These bands, like, did something different. And, like, especially Bodum and Lama God, like, my two, my two, like, favorite things about those bands, and I think what really drew me to them, is, like, they were so musical about what they were doing, you know? I was hearing... And, like, no disrespect to the guys who are really into, like, what I would call cookie cutter death metal. That's good shit. But it's like just fucking brutal all the time. Uh, in the fucking drummer department, it's just fast, 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 fast. That's great. Those guys are talented as fuck. That's great. But you got like Chris Adler from Lamb of God who was playing like syncopated rhythms with his feet rather than just showing how fast he could go. And then you have Bodum, like they're their like dual lead guitar keyboard stuff was almost like power metal. Like it was almost like cheesy for, for lack of a better, yeah, better way to put it. It really was but, bordering like, on it. It was very much bordering on it. Yeah. But like for me, uh, like at that age, I was probably, I mean, needle needle 24 seven was the first song I heard. That's so, the song that was running through my head as we're talking about this. Yeah, so so I'm kind of like I don't know how old I was. I was probably the music like music video with the with the dirt bikes yeah. in the fucking dome, man. No, I I think I was like 13 or so when I heard that, and so like that kind of what I would describe now as cheesy was exactly the like 
the like that was kind of like the 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 pathway that I needed to like bridge into that style of heavier shit, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But there were lots of those bands, man. Like uh, you mentioned, System of a Down. I saw Sim- Sim- System of a Down on the Hypnotized tour, and they had Hatebreed opening for them. And so I got really into Hatebreed for a while. Jamie um, Jasta, shout out. Yeah, man. Uh, you know you 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 mentioned uh, who else did you mention? There's Slipknot. I was fucking hard into Slipknot for Death a long Rose time. Too. Yeah, man. Um, and then yeah, I mean that again, man. Like and then I, I just became that guy. I was reading Revolver magazine and getting into all those bands. Mastodon became a big thing for me. Um, you know, Lamb of God became one of my favorite bands. The next door blown open moment for me was when I heard Amonomarth for the first time. That taught me what melodic death metal was. And then I so I got into Amonomarth and Kalma and Ensophirum and Dissection and like all those type of bands. And I don't know, man, it's been a gradual uphill climb. Um, I if you were to ask me like what's my favorite modern metal band, I, I mean I don't know. I've kind of I play so much metal and like I'm so into the scene and stuff that like all the new shit I listen to is pretty much local stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I don't really, uh, I don't really dive too deep into like the major label new stuff. I follow black Dahlia murder. I follow power wolf. Uh, those are a couple of my favorite like newish bands. Um, there's a great power metal band I love called twilight force that all, all my friends tease me on cause they're cheesy as fuck, but I love them. Um, outside of that, it's pretty much local shit that I follow nowadays, man. Nice, man. I, I know exactly how you feel there. Like, I, uh, there's a band, a really intense, like, technical power metal band called Immortal Guardian. That, yeah, yeah, I know them, yeah. That I come across. And, uh, the guy from, the their front man from Immortal Guardian does his, he does his, like, his tapping stretches and then he does his keyboard stuff at the same yeah. time and he's got a guitar that's got like the p- piano keys on the that guy's stuff. nuts man what so, talent man i think his name's like gabriel guardian or something yeah i think you're right i something think you're cool, right like something really cool like that he's really well known on youtube and everything too like i got mad respect yeah. for that stuff i'm yeah. gonna be taking yeah, I, yeah go for I, it. I i i know of their drummer from the los cabos drumsticks and uh, attack drum heads so I know that's how I got in. That's how I got in tune with those guys. And I've checked them out a lot. They're just, they're solid, man. They're Hell solid. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Shout out to John Asher for keeping me up with the greatest press releases from the sickest bands. There you go, man. He keeps me up to date. He's a saint. I'm going to be approaching him to do a podcast here soon. It's just, he's very busy. So I feel yeah. like, I feel like every time would be a bad time to do it. So I'm just pumping out this, the, Pumping out the interviews with the people who are ready to go right away. That kind of go. stuff. I might be, um, I don't know. He's also, he's just super busy guy. <laughs> I got a couple yeah. people I want to interview that are, are like that, that are really busy. And I'm just waiting to see, like, look at, visualize a good time to approach them to do a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, just hit them up, man. They'll make time. If they want to do it, they'll make time. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it boils down to with everybody else as well. You know, everybody's everybody's busy in the end. And if they're not, well, they're trying to get busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. So, with the lockdowns and everything, what's your, like, jam and practice and everything schedule been like? 
practice has been uh, like practice, like personal practice has been a little lower than it should be, just because like, and I like I I'm still playing a lot, but not as much as I would like to. Just because honestly, man, and you know this might sound like an excuse, but I'm sure we're all feeling this to a certain extent. Motivation is in the shitter right now for everybody, man. The world's so fucking crazy. You got nothing to look forward to. It's tough to pry yourself off the couch these days, right? So where I would normally be playing drums at least a little bit every day, you know, now I maybe play three, four times a week. Um, but I got lots of stuff. Like, I still got a lot of stuff on the go. Like, you know, Tessitura is planning on entering the studio, so I got to keep my chops for that. I got a session gig on the go. So I'm learning those songs right now and stuff. So I got a lot of shit on the go that's keeping me, like forcing me to kind of practice. I got deadlines and whatnot. So, uh, but in terms of the bands, it's been up and down. We, uh, when everything first, when shit first hit the fan last year, we were like, you know what? Let's, let's be socially responsible and let's, let's not see each other. You know, we don't have anything pertinent coming up. So let's, let's just breathe and let's work behind the scenes that lasted a while then things opened back up and we started jamming again and then i think this is uh we're currently like no jam since the last restrictions as of last week we're like we're no jam and i think that's like the third time that we've (laughs) we've shut her down after coming back to it it's kind of a pain in the ass man and like i don't know it's tough at this level you know we're uh we're not necessarily those bands that like are super productive when we're not in writing together i mean we really all fuel fuel on each other's energy and we're like none of my bands have ever just like okay you send me some riffs and i'll write some drums and then i'll send them back to you and then we can morph it into a song remotely we've never done that before and it's it's different for us so like not to say it's impossible but but it takes the space out of it right yeah, totally, man. Totally. Yeah, I've, I've been pretty cynical about about that about that in the past. I've kind of held the opinion of like, well, if you want to do it, you're going to do it. And I've been pretty a pretty staunch asshole about that. And I've kind of like backed off of that opinion pretty intensely because of communicating with more people like you who are just saying the same thing. Like, hey, man, what am I supposed to do? Go out to the old motivation tree and pop some motivation fruits off there and just, you know, go to work? Like, oh, it's yeah. just... And it's just like everyone has their workflow, right? And I mean, there are bands out there where like one dude writes all the songs and he delivers it to the band and says, here, learn these songs and we'll go to the studio. Like there's a lot of pro bands are like that, right? Where one guy is really the creative element. Yeah. And the bands I play in, and I think this is a fortunate thing, more so than an unfortunate thing, we really collaborate, you know? In Tessitura, me and, you know, Stefan primarily – uh, we generally like structure the songs together and come up with everything. And then we work together with the rest of the band and say, Hey, how are we going to make this better than it is? You know? And the same thing with tides, like usually one guy will bring in the riffs and some rough kind of structures, but then we take it and we work shed it as a team. And if we didn't do that, it wouldn't be what it is. Right. I mean, it takes all those kind of creative inputs and we don't have that right now when we're not jamming together. So it's definitely slowed things up significantly, yeah. I'm afraid. 
I yeah, I I, under, I can see that. I can see that from a lot of different people. And like I said, I kind of changed my opinion from the asshole of being because I'm I I consider myself a fairly positive person, and my yeah. my positivity is kind of related to like doing little bits and pieces every day. So I kind of you know I make an asshole out of myself online sometimes, and I'm not afraid to say that. Um, that's why I kind of like to limit my Facebook posts to just talking about the podcast. But every now and again, I say something fucking stupid. And luckily, the boss, um, shout out to uh, my partner, Alex. She's the little birdie in my ear, the little angel on my shoulder that says, Nate, you're a fucking dumbass. Delete that. <laughs> yeah. No, we all need that, man. And I mean, that's that's my thing, too. And honestly, like, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't, I don't want to get into it. I don't want this to be about that. But like social media has truly shown its true colors over the last year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I can't stand it and I don't want to be any part of that negative, whether you agree or disagree with your, with your neighbor, you know, I don't think the way that the world's going where you just fucking shoot shit on social media, I don't think that's the way to, to handle this type of stuff. So, you know, I've, I've made the, uh, I mean, I've always kind of been like this, but I've I've basically taken the approach where my Facebook and my Instagram and all that stuff, it's it's to share it's to share my my shit, man. It's 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 to share my music, it's to share my my food, it's not to, to share the I love. fucking politics. Yeah, it's not about any of that bullshit, man. And like, yeah, I, I have my opinions, and you have your opinions, and. Maybe we agree, maybe we disagree, but you know, I think uh, if we're gonna have that conversation, I think a face-to-face, you know, kind of fucking diplomatic approach is the way to do it. I don't think social media is the place for it, and I, I see so much hate getting spewed around, and like people are like ruining friendships over this bullshit, and it's like, man, two fucking years ago we were drinking beer, shooting pool at the Rendezvous Pub, but now. I made a post that insinuates how who I voted for, and you don't want to be friends with me anymore. Yeah, like it's ridiculous, man. Absolutely divisiveness, man. Political yeah. divisiveness is, is at an all-time motherfucking high. Yeah, man. And uh, I and you know what? We it's I guess it's part of the trends of democracy and society and whatever. But I don't think social media is is the healthy place to air that shit out. Nope. For me. For me. Definitely not. I totally agree with you. That's kind of why I started doing this was yeah. um, if I if I want to talk to people and I want to reach out and I want to get a feel for what I used to do, this is what I do. So I keep my, my online interactions to just, hey, watch the podcast, support the podcast, yeah. and then I'll post a couple pictures of my daughter because then that way I can see them pop up in my memories every now and again, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You got to use it for what it is. And it's definitely not. uh, You're definitely not going to start a revolution by throwing up a political meme. No. You're not going to you're not going to embolden 150,000 people to follow your political opinion because you have a snappy catchphrase that gets a bunch of likes, you know. Well, and, And most of all, man, we're not changing minds. If I'm on this side of the spectrum and you're on this side of the spectrum, my my social media post on Facebook ain't cha- ain't changing your mind. It's not convincing you. So why don't we just all be friends and work together? Because the world's fucked. It's fucked for everybody. I don't exactly. care who you are right now, who you voted for. 
it's a shitty place. It's a shitty time to be, you know, muscling through society here. So yeah. let's work together, you know? I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, buddy. That's why I, I try to... I was talking to somebody... Um, who was it? I was at the... Uh, uh, where was I? I was getting something from the store, and I was asking about space. Like, do you want me... Where do you want me to stand? I'm sorry if I got too close. And uh, I'm like, everybody's just being assholes lately, so I'm just doing my best to be extra not an asshole, okay? <laughs> Yeah. And that's that's all you can do because people are everybody's anxious. Everybody's everybody's worried about their livelihoods. And yeah. we, everybody's just got to be a little bit nicer and a little bit less of an asshole. Yeah. And I try be to be nicer and do your part. This is all a big fucking we all have to compromise right now. Man, no one likes wearing a mask. And all these people are bitch about wearing a mask. Try having a beard and wearing a mask. It sucks. Well, and that's just... Oh, you know like, what? Suck it up. Wear a mask. That's what we're supposed to do right now. Let's all follow the rules and let's do it. You well, know? And if you don't want to wear a mask, you got to realize that private businesses are allowed to turn you away because if you had a business, you would make these choices yourself. Well, and you know what, man? That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball game that we shouldn't even try to attempt yeah. to get into. Yeah, Because we you're right. both know how that will turn out. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> so we're going to move back onto the onto the music now i was looking at memes the other day and jim carrey pop jim carrey fronting cannibal corpse and ace ventura popped up yeah yeah <laughs> now Classic. what's your favorite band performance in a movie oh um oh jesus man put me on the spot I'm trying to think have a think have a little think about it because there's there's some good yeah. ones like air do you remember airheads with brendan frazier yeah, yeah. White Zombie was in that one. Yeah, they were. They were. White Zombie was there. No, I don't um, know if you know like ska bands or anything. I know of a few. Do you know Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? Yeah, yeah. They were in Clueless. Okay. Back in the nineties. Okay. I can't um, say I know that one, but yeah, I don't. Fuck, I don't know. There yeah, was... yeah. I don't think about that. Was uh, I know Hot Tub Time Machine was based around a Poison show. Oh, was Poison yeah. actually in it, though? I don't know. I don't remember. Spicy. Now, what kind of movies do you like? What kind of movies do you like to watch? Um, well, I, I kind of, I, I ride the line, like, I like a lot of comedies. I love a lot of the stupid comedies, you know, like the, the Will Ferrell shit. I love that. Um, then I jump to, like, my favorite movies are, like, the typical, like, manly action movies. Scarface and Terminator and Rambo. Okay. okay. And then on the flip side, I'm a I'm a I'm a decently large horror fan as well. I don't like so maybe, horror movies. No. I get too empathetic for the people in the movies. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, that person's family is probably just crushed by this. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, Dana's not a big horror movie fan. So since since I've been with her, we have I I've definitely scaled down on on my horror. And ramped up more of the more of the comedy and whatnot, but I don't know. I, I kind of I dabble in a little bit of everything. I like I'm a I'm a big I'm a, animation guy. I smoke oh, a lot yeah? of weed. I watch a lot of cartoons. Having a seven year old daughter, 
also kind of allows me to indulge in cartoons without being judged too harshly for it. <laughs> That's funny, actually. Like, I'm a I'm a really big Disney fan, and uh, people fun. always get surprised by that. In fact, like we were we we had uh, Dana's family for Easter dinner, and her sister was like, "Gord, are these your kids' movies?" I'm like, <laughs> what "They're kid? not." Kids. They're not kids' movies. They're Disney movies. Okay, they are collectors' that. items. Yeah, they are classics. They tie the room together. Yes, they okay. do. Thank they you. do. They're excellent. <laughs> no, I'm serious about that though. That's yeah. Like I have a Disney castle tattooed on my leg. That's like the only Disney. That's the only movie tattoo I have. So maybe that'll tell you. Respect, buddy. Respect, yeah. man. Um, I watched this movie. I watched this fucking movie with uh, Bruce Willis, and it was called The Hudson Hawk. Okay. It was a fucking weird one. You know Aaron. You know Aaron Philip Reddit. Yeah, oh yeah, very well. Okay, I'm gonna have him on so we can go off about movies because he's a really intense movie he's guy. A scholar, man. Oh yeah. He's a he's just a great guy. I'm gonna have him on the cast to just go off because I was I was watching this movie, this fucking Bruce Willis movie, and it was a good one, but it started out really weird, and I was I was like. I might have been coming down off of some hallucinogenics at the time. And I was like, Aaron, I got a message. Aaron, I haven't seen any of his posts for a while or anything. I, I should send him a message. So I did. I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm just checking in on you. How are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm good, man. Everything's going good. Thanks for check, checking in. I do that from time to time with random people. They never expect it. But hey, that's what you got to do. I get an inkling and I, I'm, I reach out. So uh, I was like, have you seen this fucking weird ass Bruce Willis movie? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, dude, he knows every... He's like that guy, that uh, store clerk on Family Guy who's seen every movie. He talks in a really low, monotone voice. He looks like Chris's yeah. older brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the guy, yeah. He's, that's uh, that's the same he, the same guy who does his voice, does uh, Archer. Yeah, Archer. I think he does one of the Bob's Burgers characters too. Bob from Bob's Burgers. Oh, is it okay? I, I don't I don't watch Bob's Burgers. They but did a made crossover. That on, they did a crossover on Archer. Oh, okay. He got Fair all enough. fucked up and he woke up as Bob from Bob's Burgers, but it was like done like the Archer animation. It was the weirdest shit. <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy. Now, what are your plans for this summer, Gord? It's gonna be a nice summer, regardless of the fucking lockdowns and shit. It's still amping yeah. up to be an okay summer. Yeah, man. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I, I hate to say it, but I don't think I'm gonna be playing many live shows. Still, I think we're looking at least into the fall before that happens again. So festivals, unfortunately, are not. And who wants be to? Thing. Yeah, who wants to be the? Who wants to be the guy who dips their toes in early, right? Yeah, that's it, man. Like normally. I mean, you'd say, what are my plans for the summer? I'd probably say... Festivals. You know, Armstrong, Loud as Hell, you know? Yeah. Um, but even, this, uh, last summer was the case. Yeah, exactly. Like, shout out to all the... Shout out to the guys. Uh, uh, Jeff and Ryan. Ryan, and Loud yeah. Hell. And Jesse. Shout out to Jesse Valstar and Armstrong. Yeah, uh, yeah shout man. Shout out to Kaija and Metalocalypse Lipstick Festival. Yeah, for the absolutely. ladies, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Metallian ended a while back, I guess. Brad Foster, though. Yeah, Brad is a good man. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, no festivals. Oh, but, shout uh, out to Sloan too and Decimate Metal Fest. We yeah, can't forget Sloan. Sloan. There's lots of them, man. There's lots of those little fests they going on. We will be but... back. We will all fucking be back. And we these hopefully shows, next summer. Hopefully next summer. These shows, 
like are going to be fucking intense, buddy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be real, man. I'm I'm genuinely concerned about saturation, but I think the first few are going to be chaos. Like you definitely want to be a part of it if you can. Old Nady Boy might be planning a uh, couple of Nate Trash showcases. Sweet for the oncoming future, but that's just kind of thoughts in my head right now. I haven't even put pen to paper because. The last thing I'm going to do is chuck my eggs in a basket with no bottom on it, right? That's the way to do it, man. I don't know, man. It's going to be another uh, It's going to be another summer that's probably going to feel relaxing at the time, but it's going to blow by just like last summer. I'm probably going to I'm probably going to cook a lot, you know. I'm probably uh, you know Dana and I got a got another puppy coming oh, uh, over the summer here, so that's probably going to take some of our energy. Uh, I want to get a dog. I want to get a dog. I want to get a fucking bulldog. Yeah, do yeah. it, man. I want to get a bulldog, and I think it would be okay. But like, I'm also the of the mind of like going to a shelter and having to look through there first. Yeah, no, you know, for sure. A couple of really yeah. Well, we we do we do a lot to support the shelter. Like those who don't know, we do our yearly metal for mutts charity yeah. I've event. Seen those posters. Yeah, the last year wasn't an event. It was just a calendar sale. And this year will likely be something similar where we're just raising money remotely. But we like, usually we'd be doing a big event. We've done it twice. So, you know, dogs are our, uh, dogs are my, my next, are, they're within that list of my favorite things in terms of drums and meat. Dogs are right in there too. But so. not dog meat. Not dog meat. Let's yeah, let's make that clear. Hey, I know not to stomp on whoever's culture, but it's not. We'll move on. Um, shout out to Dana and her awesome dog pictures. <laughs> yeah, she's killing it, man. She's got her Edmonton dog blog, and you know those two, those two Labradors that she posted the other day. Yeah, that's what made noobs. me think. I was like, I think I might need to get a big dumb dog because my my <laughs> sisters got my uncle. Okay, my uncle's a criminal, right? So he went to jail. Uh, he got busted, a big bust. It was in the newspaper and stuff in Calgary Herald and all that. And he, he went to, he's in jail and my sister got his dog dozer and he is a purebred mastiff, full brindle coat. He nice. is a 260 pound dog at his largest. Wow. He is the best family dog ever. Yeah. He's a, usually are. he's a floppy doofus, but like he was my, he was my uncle's guard dog so every time i see him i'm like oh look at you dozer you big hardened criminal you and he's like laying there while the kids like dress him up and like yeah, yeah. Color no, that's, him. Good. that's good <laughs> yeah no that's important so yeah so we do have a puppy coming in the we don't know when yet but okay. he's, he's coming and uh so that'll be some things we, we got a couple camping trips planned and then there is a few things going on with the band. Like I said, Immunize has a record in the can, so I think so that'll be coming out in the summer at some point. Um, if these restrictions, we're literally waiting on like household visitor r- restrictions to lift, so I can go and track drums for the upcoming Tessitura record. Like as soon as those lift, I'm in the studio. So we're just waiting for that. Um, so th- hopefully we'll be doing that over the summer. Um, you know, the usual shit though, man, mow the lawn, wash the truck, cook some meat, read some books, no. smoke some cigars. I don't know, man. The usual shit. No, you said mow the lawn. <laughs> what 
kind of lawn mowing shoes are you wearing, Gord? Are you wear? Are you dad life in the lawn mowing shoes? You got the fucking white. Are you getting ready to green up your white New Balance? No, I'm. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I live life dangerously, and I typically mow the lawn in like flip flops, man. Like, well, it's low, not Lord's dangerous board. if your fucking mower's going forwards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. There's no rocks. At least, maybe not on the first one of the year. The first yeah. one of the year, I'll maybe suit up a little better in case I'm spitting shit. Eh, just chuck on a steel toe or two. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm going to put on my toe-capped Crocs for sure. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I'm, I guess I'm, uh, I've always been told I'm an old soul. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to a nice, relaxing summer of lawn of mowing lawns and sitting on the patio and cooking meat, man. Hell yeah, buddy. That's what it's all about. Yes, sir. I'm very glad to hear that. Now, I've been noticing your... I've been staring at your shirt. Begrime Eximus, right? You betcha. See? I got got this shit. Now, like... Let's see the sleeve. Let's see the sleeve of that. Oh, classic, man. Classic. This is a... uh, This is a uh, Cursed Earth print. Like most metal should be. I see that. I see that. Cursed Earth... Reed is one of my best, and he supports me, and I support him very heavily, and, like, I will give him free advertising forever, because he's just such a great, great guy, and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to make the next steps forward in merchandising and stuff. He's, he just, he's a great, great guy. Yeah, he's good, man. He's, he's, uh, like, he's printed all the Tessitura shirts for the last bunch of years all the tied stuff he's done banners for it. he uh he sponsored metal for mutts and printed shirts for us for that he's did uh tides of karen through like a chicken wing contest show thing a couple years ago and he he printed shirts for like the winner winning prizes and stuff he's done a lot of work with me man and he's uh he's awesome in fact he, he's probably not watching this because I know he likes to spend Sundays uh, cooped with his family. He will watch this. Though. But send me my shirts, man, because we got Tide shirts on the way. Yeah, he will. He will get around. He just got into his new spot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's good. He's been that's pumping good. them out. Because yeah, man. He's, he'll, he checks my messages too, and I know yeah. instantly, like, he's got a bunch of shirts on the fucking roller. I know it. Yeah. I know it. Like, yeah. he works relentlessly. Him and his partner kick ass nonstop, and it's 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 hard out there for any small business right now. I know it, man. Anyone is. So what can you do? Shout out to Reed, you kick ass, buddy. I know he will watch this, even if it's just for a bit, because he likes to check out all of them. He is a solid supporter, and right I on. love him to death for it. And shout out to everybody who supports me, who supports all the bands that Gord's in. Who supports the the local and international scene? You guys are what keep this going and what keep our our little coal powered hearts pumping. You know, absolutely, man, absolutely. And we do this stuff for you guys. We do this stuff for the people who need to know what's going on, and we do this for ourselves for the need to interact with people of a like mind, of of a similar experience. You know, it's valuable. It's valuable. Everybody's interactions are very valuable, and I just want to give everybody a pat on the back for that because I am very, very appreciative of it, and I appreciate every one of you individually and as a crowd. Big love to all of you. You too, Gord. You're fantastic. I love your beard. 
Well said. Thank you, sir. Thank you. No, what do you? What kind of beard products do you use, Gord? I am a beard struggle fan myself. Shout out to my brethren from Tides of Care and Cameron Reeman, our bass player, who is a uh, official ambassador with the Beard Struggle. Uh, so I use I use their products. Links. Send me a full set of links, and I will be sure to edit them into these posts for the the sure. live stream. So that sure, everybody can, can get the links for the bands and everything. Yeah, and Cam's got a discount code, I think. I, I, I'd have, I'll have to go back and dig that up. He's got a discount code, so you can try it. You can try all the Beard Struggle products uh, using his code. So I'll, I'll give him a fucking shot, man. I'm always I'm down for smelly good stuff. Oh, it's wonderful stuff, yeah. I like me some good cologne, you know. I might not look like a very fresh guy, especially like when you hear the name Nate Trash, it doesn't conjure images of freshness and and delicious sense. <laughs> Fair enough. I uh, yeah, I'm not as filthy as one might come to understand. Ooh. It's important, man. It's important. Trash in the streets and but just garbage in the sheets. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> really. <laughs> um shirts back keep going with shirts Gord. what's your favorite metal shirt that you have come um, on you can't you can't put, i know you got one that we every time it comes out of the wash you're like i'm chucking that fucker on i've got some go-tos i got a goat whore shirt that's really worn in that's a great shirt i'm a fan of like uh, like a single color white print that's like done right. I really am a fan of that. And I got this like white on black goat horse shirt. That's pound for pound, probably my favorite, but as any metalhead knows, man, I've got a fucking lot of shirts. Me and the boss are going through our shirts this coming week so that we can load up a box to tuck away to kind of declutter because it makes laundry and, like, storing... Like, I don't have enough room in my fucking dresser for all these shirts. And I definitely don't wear them. I work fucking 44 hours a week. So... Yeah. And I'm in work clothes. And then when I come home, I shower and I'm in my pajamas. Unless I got a podcast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's... The shirt situation is... But I'll still... I still will not part with them. And I will still keep getting them from people. Yeah, that's it, man. They're great. The, the first piece of merch, I wanted to avoid it so hard. The first piece of merch for, for Trash Talk is also a white print on black shirt. And Reed, right Reed printed it up without me, without even telling me. I asked for like material samples and stuff. So he like sent the two. Can he send some patches? And then he sent a Trash Talk shirt. And it was like, well, you did the screen, man. Like, you took the design and apart and you did the screen for it. So, like, of course I'm going to get some ordered up. Yeah, that's good. That's nice of him. He's mm, he's such a charitable fella. He's such a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you prefer short sleeves or long sleeves? I'm a short sleeve guy, usually. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I like long. I like good long sleeves. I'm, I'm also the weird guy that sleeps in his clothes. Like, I wear pajama pants and a pajama shirt. Oh, yeah. So a long sleeve is good to go then, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a weird... But I always tell people, hey, if I have to wake up in the middle of the fucking night and run outside because there's a fire, I'm going to be dressed. You're ready. You're ready. That's I'm, right. I'm going to be fucking dressed, and I'm going to be... There's going to be extra blankets for all you fucking 
normies in your undies or naked <laughs> the naked sleepers. Yeah, yeah. How unprotected and vulnerable can you be? Yeah, that is un- that's an unprepared way to sleep for sure. So I wish my life I wish my life was so worry free that I could be naked and and unconscious for that long. I know it, man. The yeah. world's a dangerous you're, fucking you're place. You're onto something. You're onto something there, man. Like, holy Christ. It's yeah. a very dangerous place. Indeed, man. Are you into the vinyl and stuff, Gord? No, vinyl's not really my bag. It's cool, but I just never got into it. I'm a CD guy, as you can see. Um, no, that's my preferred method. What's your oldest and like favorite CD? Because CDs get scratched and they get deteriorated over time. They do. Um, my oldest probably my copy of the black album that i stole from my dad (laughs) that one and it's like it's like an original pressing from the early 90s of the black album um that's probably the oldest one in my collection i don't know i've got an old copy of alice cooper trash um i've got some pretty old kiss cds that have been around for you know 20 plus years um yeah probably probably some of those might top it off very rad. Do you have what do you got for a collection? Because I know you've been in the scene. How long have you played in the Edmonton scene for? Um, Tessitura started in two thousand and eight, so that was when I started getting like seriously into it. So thirteen, fourteen years. Oh, nice. That's a good run, man. Rock and roll. Fucking right. Yeah, so, we're getting there. <laughs> so I imagine over that time you've amassed a good collection of CDs from the bands that you've played with and been a part of. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's quite a bit in there of, of local stuff. It's all alpha it's all alphabetically organized, so I don't have it like cordoned off for a local area, but yeah, there's I got a lot of local stuff in there for sure. Really? Okay, do you remember uh Omega Chrome? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What I used to go watch them at Mead Hall. One of the first shows, do you remember the New City? Yep. Uh, one of my first shows that I ever went to as an 18-year-old was, uh, and this was just after World Class White Trash formed, Darcy's brother lived in Edmonton. So we went there and it was uh, it was Omega Chrom, it was The Order of Chaos, and it was Maybe. the dead cold. Oh yeah, <laughs> the fucking quite a lineup. Okay, now Omega Crom. I remember walking in and seeing Sterling at the fucking pool table. Yeah, these fucking leather fingerless gloves, shooting pool and rocking out. And I was like, did I just walk into a fucking eighties music video shoot? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? But like Omega, there was some sick bands that came out of Edmonton, man. And like, that's a solid lineup, man. That's a solid. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. Like, that sounds old to say that, but like, I remember like my first bar show, like my eighteen plus show. Actually, no, I wasn't even eighteen yet. My first like local metal show was uh, at at the Mead Hall. They used to have they used to have all ages access, um, and it was. Uh, Shadow Blade, Six Gun, and uh, Vinyl Spine. And they were like th- three thrashy, like some thrash in there, some power metal in there. But all those guys, like those bands have all disbanded. But all the guys from those bands are pretty much who makes up Striker now. Uh, 
and they were uh that what a wicked show and i think i was 16 when i went to that that was my first ever like local metal show hell yeah man so darren just jumped in the chat and he said 100 would smash so he's getting sexy with you quite obviously right i like it i'll have to uh, send him some pics later some sexy toe pics yeah some toes send him some foot some some real foot to longboard action if you know what i mean <laughs> there you go right like one with the beater stuck in the pant leg Ooh. oh yeah i'll show him <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll show him my heel toe action for sure oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is gonna be on the cast tomorrow Beauty. I'll make sure I'm tuned in for that. I told him I was going to send him some questions. So I'm going to, like, tonight, when I'm after, I'm, I'm going for my learner's permit. I've never got my learners to drive or anything. So I'm going for that. I'm studying for it this week. So after studying, I'm going to write up the questions. Right on, man. For Mr. Darren. Yeah. Good old, stuff. Old Navy Boy's trying to make some strides this year. Some positive, real, tangible, positive strides. Good shit. Good luck with that, man. That's good stuff. Now, Darren, I would definitely smash you too, my son. <laughs> when he's got a good mustache going on, that Scottish son of a bitch, he's just fantastic <laughs> to look at. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't think he I don't think he's gonna like that one, but no. he listens to Rufio. he listens to Rufio and I was like I I jam to some old pop punk and that's one of the I love fast fast music and that's one of the old that's one of the good fast pop punk bands that even like fast metal bands can't keep up with these fucking kids it's good oh, yeah. shit do you listen to do you listen to anything outside of like the realms of rock and metal and the harder stuff yeah yeah and I, I've uh, like probably more than I listen to metal now I listen to rock and stuff but I I listen to a lot of like folky stuff, country stuff, uh, you know, a lot of like hillbilly music. Um, I love that type of stuff. I used to be a pretty big punk fan. Like I went through a phase where I was hard into punk. Um, I've kind of dabbled in, in, in a lot of shit, man. I, I don't, I, I'm a firm believer that there's only like good music and not so good music. There's genres don't really matter too much to me. Definitely not. I've spent many a drunk ass night listening to fucking Lana Del Rey. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> right and and yeah. like, I'm an old school fucking uh, an old school country music guy as well. Like I'm, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking. I've been getting a little bit more into the digital electronic dance music lately. Oh really? The the electronic stuff is still not something that I've I've come into, but the like old school country I love and. There is a real resurgence of old school country nowadays with, you know, you know, Coulter Wall and Sturgill Simpson and, uh, you know, who else are Tyler, Chil Ch Tyler Childers, guys like that. They're really bringing back that old school country thing. And it's fucking awesome what they're doing, man. I love it. Sturgill Simpson has yeah. uh, got some skills. Doesn't he like do fucking weird, like comic book shit too isn't he doing a yeah yeah he does he made like a concept record or he made a record and then some like big anime i guess producer in i guess it'd be japan i, I think i would imagine japan or korea that's yeah. usually where the yeah. best anime is from they like teamed up and they basically like made a whole anime feature thing 
for his I think I don't know if it's just a song or the whole record. I, I don't know. I've seen bits cool. and pieces of it. That's fucking cool as shit. Oh, we got some more people in the chat. Okay, so Lord Lord Chad McCaution. Sword guy. Okay, sword okay, sword guy. Hey hey Chad. How's it going, buddy? Nice to meet you. I'm Nate Trash. Um, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. He says re- he says rest in peace. Mead Mead Hall always was a great time there. Fuck yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, Darren again says easy boys, but we will never take it easy on Darren because we know exactly what he wants. Oh, we love Darren. He wants smoked meats and drum beats, just like everybody else. He's got the drum beats down to a science, so. Oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be dad mode soon. Yeah, I know. So he better get fucking learning on them smoked meats. (laughs) Uncle Gordon Gordon is gonna be embarrassing him in front of his own children. That's gonna happen, Darren. <laughs> Fucking roll up, Darren. <laughs> Garrett Nelson says he'd smash Darren as well. He would. He would. He's he's offered in 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 the flesh before. He's offered. So. Okay, now Garrett, thank you also for tuning in. I really appreciate it, buddy. I'm Nate Trash. I don't think we've met before. If we have, I apologize for not remembering. Garrett is Garrett in one of your bands. Garrett is the vocalist of Tides of Karen. We spoke of him prior to Garrett. Start. Great fucking work, man. Great work. Whoo! You kick ass. You got great toes too, bro. Great toes. You should start an OnlyFans. <laughs> you heard it here, Garrett. You heard it here, buddy. Between that hair and those toes, whoo! You're set, He's buddy. Successful. He would definitely. We've told him that before. It's it's been talked about. I won't lie. But yeah, all jokes aside, respect. You were doing a great job on that live stream, and you did a great job in that fucking music video, fella. Mad respect from one vocalist, maybe not as good as you, and from a while ago to another. Awesome, great fucking job. Like represent. Darren, boy, Darren. <laughs> Darren says fucking rights, boys. My meat will never stand up to gourds. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I can't wait to podcast with Mr. Darren May tomorrow. I'm gonna rough, like wrestle his jimmies. I'm gonna uh he's gonna get bugged for sure. Yeah, only toes. There you go, Garrett. Get on it, man. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. You could be a fucking bajillion and get him to pay get him to pay you in plywood and Bitcoin. That's 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 how all success begins. Okay, let's we gotta stay ahead of the curve on this. Now you get a couple of sheets of fucking like Full one inch OSB. You're living large That's and money. in charge. That's money. Yeah. Ten toes down. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna be busting fucking uh, Darren's balls tomorrow. It's gonna be quite a delight. I'm very excited for him, and I'm very excited for his partner as well. Embarking on their journey of a child together. My child is the light of my fucking life. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're happy for Darren. He's, uh, he's, uh, he deserves it. Deserves nothing but happiness. Very stoked for them. It'll be quite the adventure for them. I'm, I'm excited to see if this child, do you think this child will have a Scottish accent like Darren? Yes, it absolutely will. There's no question. There's no question. Nice. Nice. Um, shout out to... (laughs) I love it. I love it. 
Um, Garrett says, <laughs> Garrett says that he'll stand up for your sausage. And Garrett knows all about my sausage. <laughs> Being a vocalist, I imagine that that's, I imagine that the only time that he really helps carry gear is when it's for a free meal, right? Like I've been there. I know what it's all about. He's got to open that throat up before shows, right? And so. you do it by eating everybody else's delicious smoked meats. That's right. That's the way to do it. Well, you know, like you get the microphones. Usually the bar supplies the microphone, right? So it's not like he's carrying. Does he can't help you guys with gear? Garrett's an exceptional frontman for that. He uh, he actually does haul gear. Fuck respect again, man. Fucking yeah, oh yeah. Garrett's him and I up. him and I have hauled some gear together, um, exclusive of even the rest of the band. Where he earned, uh, he, he definitely earned praise as a vocalist for, for hauling gear. And he knows what I'm talking about. And very soon, within the next month, we'll be dropping another video uh, that involves drums in the woods. So uh, he knows what I'm talking about. That was a really long, shitty day. Spicy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. I was the worst for gear. Um, apologies to all my former bandmates. I was the absolute worst. I would go in, I'd get loaded, and I'd start talking to people. And I hey, that's an important part of the job, too. I'd forget I was in a band sometimes until I got patted on the shoulder like, hey, man, we got to get this shit on stage. And then I'd be scrambling like, am I wasted enough to get up there and play? Do I need another shot? Mm, do I need to imbibe another substance, perhaps? And yeah, I was a, I, I was a wreck, but we're not... Garrett, respect, man. That's that's why, like, if I was to ever... That's why I say I'd, I don't think I'd be able to go back to it. Because to be a real, exceptional frontman in the realms of, of people like Calvin and people like Garrett. And, you know, you got to work for that. You got to work for that. You can't be just gunned all the time. You can't just be uh, acting like a jackass with your bandmates all the time, not showing up to jams, not uh, contributing to the, the writing process as much as everyone else, you know. Shout out to the real front men out there because I was a good performer, but, you know, not not as great as, as like like I said, Garrett, Calvin. Cheers to you guys. Um, uh, is a tessitura front woman i should say yeah, yes sin. sin i've i've forgotten her name and i i i really shouldn't forget her name i've known sin for a while too um okay. <laughs> i'm sorry I've, I I've, I've forgotten her name before too <laughs> i apologize sin i was an asshole to her at a festival one time and uh that was like kind of the pinnacle of my asshole dim asshole oh yeah oh yeah i was was just a great asshole you know hey we can all be an asshole sometimes front people the front people that you work with are a cut above and your fan base you guys have cultivated such a fantastic fan base over the years we're very lucky man we're very fortunate your people, live stream have, uh, people right like off. what we're doing and they keep coming back so we're very fortunate your live stream popped right off i was in there too for a bit and it was solid Man, I don't know what we uh, we had no expectations. We had never done something like that before. In fact, I think like at least from the Starlight Room, we were the first metal band to do that, and uh, so we didn't know what to expect. And it went awesome. We couldn't have asked for more. And then after the show, uh, three of us in the band hung out here at the studio on live stream, and we we drank beer and answered questions. That was and we the talk had, talk. Uh, 
Yeah, talk talk, and we we had just a, a, an awesome time, man. Couldn't couldn't have asked for more. That's what. It's, okay, so Trin's heading out. Bye, Trin. Thanks for tuning in. She's been here for the, almost the whole thing. Like, wow, thanks, Trin. Trin Party on. Ass. Shout out to Misery too. Um, Garrett has corrected me, and he seems to have done it quite curtly. Um, it's Cynthia. Oh, right. Yes. Sorry, Garrett. <laughs> Fortunately for us, she's not watching this because she does not have Facebook. So. Um, she's one of the strong ones and one of the smart ones. Yep. There's In that no case. Yep. Um, I imagine that between those three bands, like, have you played shows? Have you played a triple header? Yeah, I did not with those three, but when I uh, before I was in Immunize, I was in Tales of the Tomb for a while, and uh, the first ever medal for Mutts was a triple header for me. Shout out to Tales of the Tomb. Yeah, they were uh, they were fun. They were a fun group of guys. They're still putting in work, are they not? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't keep too much too much tabs on them. I know they've. Uh, even when I was in the band, they were going. They were having a tough time filling uh, filling some of the some of the spots in the band. Um, and I think last I had talked to them, they're still kind of on that uh, on that train. Unfortunately, breaks sometimes. Yeah, it's the way she goes sometimes for sure. But uh, yeah, but yeah, that was my only time I played uh, three sets. I've done a lot of double headers, um, but that was the only that was the only triple. Triple. I I remember doing a show at Lord Nelson's here in Calgary and yeah. then going directly to Vern's after and playing a fucking headlining at Vern's. And I, I uh, yeah, I, I wasn't in the band at the time, but apparently immunized played. They opened a show in Red Deer, then drove to Calgary and headlined a show there in the same night years ago. Immun, I could imagine that like, Sloan, yeah. Sloan did a lot of booking before the pandemic and stuff, and uh, yeah. she, she was immunized. Was one of those prime bands that she brought down, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right before, like a week before the pandemic, immunized played Calgary. We played, uh, we we played the Blind Beggar, like literally a week before shit hit the fan. Oof, really. Yeah. I remember yeah, when it happened, man. I remember when it happened. My buddy's band in Twenty First Agenda played at blind beggar again with uh with five cent freak show a oh, yeah. horror punk band yeah mm-hmm. hell yeah so you know what Gore? i think we're gonna wrap this up buddy is there sure, anything dude. that you want to say in closing any any shout outs you want to lay down the one thing we haven't talked about and i just want to quickly mention let's it. go for it man we do still have time well, hey, no, we've had a we've we've said a lot, and I thank you for your time here, man. Tides of Karen just released uh, an album. It's called Titanomachy. It's been out. It came out on Tuesday, uh, April sixth. Um, so we have a big cartel store set up for all of our physical shit, our CDs and our new merch. We have a band camp set up for our digitals. Um, you can buy from the label Slip Trick Records. Uh, we appreciate anybody going and uh, you know taking part in that in that record and if you want to if you want to buy it from us we'd really appreciate it we're just waiting on our physicals covid uh covid shipping delays has kind of screwed us a little bit there but as soon as we 
have those records in our hands, we're shipping them out to everybody. So thank you everybody for, for the, the support that you've given Tides. We've talked a lot about the live stream, um, you know, so thanks and thanks again for everybody who tuned into that. Just big thanks all around from uh, from me and the me and the boys in Tides. Hell yeah, buddy. Titanomachy, what a great name for an album. What a great, like, you guys put it together, too. You guys kick ass. Well, oh, we're going to wrap this fucking stream up. So, everybody who's Beauty. watching, shout out to all you beauties. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be back on for another live stream tomorrow with uh, Mr. Darren May. And there's a good chance that uh, I'll be back on. I'll actually will probably be on Tuesday with Gord's partner, Miss Dana Zuck. Talking about all the amazing bands that she has photographed over the years. And, uh, cause yeah, she's, she's 